five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. You guys, happy international bully a teacher on the internet day. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here celebrating with all of you. Can't wait to celebrate by bullying our favorite <laughs> fictional teacher, our, our queen herself, queen. <laughs> Mrs. Briggs. We love you, Francine. This is the Francine uh, fan club here. <laughs> it's a Mindy Sterling fan club. <laughs> Cersei is president and everything for the Mindy Sterling fan club. <laughs> Natalie is the treasurer. <laughs> she handles the finances. Yeah. It's very important business. <laughs> <laughs> it's super serious. Today we have a, I think this is an iconic episode. I'm going to say it. I forgot about this episode. And then as soon as I watch it, I'm like, yep. This is one of the ones that you remember about iCarly. Yes. Like, this was like my childhood. Yes. On a TV screen. Today, we will be reviewing I Spy a Mean Teacher, which is season one, episode eight of iCarly. If you didn't know, that's the show that we rewatched that came out way back when. <laughs> and that's what the whole podcast is about. And if you didn't know that, I worry about your cognitive ability. <laughs> I'm praying for you. See a neurologist. This episode was released November 3rd, 2007. I mean... What was happening November 3rd, 2007? Nothing fun. No. It was just this episode. That's it. Obama wasn't even president yet. No, he was not. Wow. He was too busy playing uh, the principal on iCarly. <laughs> so... <laughs> This episode is directed by Steve Hofer, who we've heard about him. We don't need to hear any more about him, whatever. And it was written by Stephen Malaro, who we spoke about before, who wrote The Big Bang Theory. And he also created Young Sheldon. So thank you for that hate crime, Stephen Malaro. You will get what's coming to you eventually. In this episode, the iCarly gang decides that they want to find out how teachers behave outside of the classroom <laughs> sounds a little sexy to me <laughs> they decide to follow miss briggs home question mark and spy on her to see if she's a normal person outside of class and then somehow of course they end up getting trapped in her house which seems like an easy thing to avoid getting trapped in a teacher's house that you're spying on but nay tis not apparently not <laughs> So we start the episode at the school with Carly, Sam, and Freddie. Freddie has a new green screen. The girls don't know what the fuck a green screen is, obviously. <laughs> are they stupid? Are they, they literally They dumb? are very technologically illiterate, <laughs> just as I am actually illiterate. <laughs> but anyway, Freddie's trying to tell them what the hell a green screen is and how with the green screen, he can make it look like they're all standing on the moon. And Sam, as always, has some fucking shit to say. She goes, can you make it look like I was standing on your face? And it's like, I think we both know what this was. Yep. Three, two, one, <laughs> sit, sit on, on my, my face. face. 100%. <laughs> 
She said, anyway, so I'm just thinking, would you like it if you photoshopped me on your face? She was like, I know we're already making these freaky OnlyFans videos, but now we got a green screen and we're going to do some shit. They can get even freakier. (laughs) But after their OnlyFans promotion... This little girly, she's running up. Her name is Tareen. She has got some shit to say. She is talking a mile a fucking minute. She saw Mr. Stern at a cuttlefish concert where he crowd surfed. And this makes them all wonder what other teachers are like outside of school. Then Meanie Pants McGee, Mrs. <laughs> Briggs, walks into the hall with a megaphone screaming at kids and they decide to explore her personal life for an episode of iCarly. Tareen had a photo of Mr. Stern from this concert and this picture is a picture of him crowd surfing. One, I would be so pissed if kids are fucking taking pictures of me at concerts. Like, that's so weird (laughs) that kids are taking fucking pictures like this. It's violating. Yes! And also, this picture is a full-blown crotch shot. Like, it is such an (laughs) inappropriate angle. And, like, it's like an upwards angle of this man's entire crotch. Like, Tarina. I did, like, literally not even think of that. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, that's a bulge. Whatever. His, like, legs open. Bulge immediately, like, center of photo. I'm like, hang on, back up. It very could have easily have been like a headshot, <laughs> like of him mm-hmm. like cascading back. Anything. <laughs> no. But they like to put balls in there. They like balls in the show. They love Mr. Stearns' balls. So why were none of the kids at this concert? Isn't Carly and, you know, Sam like a huge fan of Cuttlefish? Yeah. Also, wasn't Cuttlefish literally just in Seattle like a month or two ago for the pilot? Yes. Why are they already touring in Seattle again? They love Seattle. Seattle is the <laughs> place to fucking be. Apparently not what you think, but Cuttlefish <laughs> loves Seattle. So They're just really big fans of Frasier. <laughs> yeah. And iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> The web show. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, what's that? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That's Carly's actual life with Cuttlefish. Yes. <laughs> this girl, first of all, her name is Tareen. What a fucking name. Her fit is so mid-2000s. Like, side bangs, t-shirt stretched down to her waist with, like, a long sleeve top underneath with, like, a yeah. mini skirt. I was like, this is very me circa 2007. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> so you can imagine how upset I was when little Miss Carly Shay goes, I like Tareen, but after she talks to me, I feel like I need a nap. Like, okay, sorry, Miss Carly. Sorry that Tareen has a bright, vibrant, likable personality, unlike you and your bland-ass self on your bland-ass web show. (laughs) Carly is always a hater. She hates every other girl except for Sam that is on this show. Misogynae. You know what? Carly does have a bit of a point, I will say, because that girl was talking a little bit fast. And like, I know there's one specific girl I'm thinking of. Me. You guys, it's me. (laughs) I will not name names, but it does rhyme with mercy. (laughs) But anyway, like there's some people that like when I am on Adderall to the FBI listening, I am prescribed Adderall. I do not take it unprescribed. Anyway, just to get that out there. Um, 
even when I am on Adderall, I still cannot keep up with these people speaking like this. You know what? I get it. I take offense. That is literally, that's me every day. I just talk like a mile a minute and like it's hard for me to slow down. I'm, I'm sorry that my brain is just so big and so fast that you can't keep up, but that's not my problem. Well. Maybe grow more brain cells and you'd be able to follow along. Maybe. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. So I apologize to you and Tareen. Yeah, us and our big brains. <laughs> Speaking of big brain queen Tareen, she is played by <laughs> Live Bearer. I don't, I definitely did not pronounce that right. I'm so sorry, girly. But like, what kind of a name is that? I don't know how to pronounce it. She's voiced Violet in DuckTales. She also played Carly Bowman in a TV show called Sneaky Pete. And she played Mindy in the movie I See You, which is a horror movie. I am shaken by the fact that an actress who played a character named Tareen's real name somehow one-upped her character. <laughs> right? Lieb. <laughs> bearer yes what a fucking name i think she outdoes me yes i think so too it's an interesting name i was like i gotta make sure i'm spelling this right i'm just googling lieb name entomology lieb alexandra bearer born december 19th 1991 lieb is indo-european germanic this name derives from the ancient germanic Luba, meaning dear friendly, and is used as a diminutive of names starting with Lieb. Oh, like meine Lieben. Oh, that's so cute. It means beloved. It says her parents are Mexican-born Jews. I was just going to say, there's a Yiddish variant. So she's probably named for the Yiddish. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Go Mm -hmm. Jewish Mexicans. (laughs) Period. So now that we've uh, spoken about Lieb... (laughs) The kids are all wondering what Mrs. Briggs is like outside of school. And Freddie suggests that she spits on puppies, of course. That is a normal thing that Miss Briggs or anybody would do. I do that every weekend. Every, every weekend. That's my, my weekly activity. It's specifically toy poodles, though. <laughs> Only toy poodles. They deserve it. Mine are the crusty white dogs. Those get spit on. <laughs> you know I'm only spitting on the white poodles. <laughs> so this sweet little boy comes up to Miss Briggs and he tries to give her a orange that he picked himself from his mother's tree, which Aww. very specific backstory to this orange. <laughs> he said, I'm wealthy. I have a citrus tree. <laughs> and what does Miss Briggs do? She goes, I hate citrus fruit, throws it on the ground, and then stomps on the fucking orange. Woo, we love a queen who has scurvy. (laughs) Vitamin deficiency. She's like a pirate. Yes. But, like, there was no, like, she stomped on it, right? But there's no, like, liquid. Like, there's, like, liquid, but there's, like, no, it doesn't, like, go on anybody. So what, what's up with that, Nickelodeon? Well... I think you know what this means. That person that we fired a few episodes, <laughs> they're getting fired again. And again. Set coordinator, you fired. You fired. I can't even believe that the you're fired meme is like, it's not even funny anymore because Trump is such a miserable fuck. Yeah, period. Someone else needs to get big for firing people so we can quote that. Again. Oh, wait, speaking of getting fired, Natalie, I have to fire you from the podcast. Why? Because someone um mentioned that we didn't, 
deep dive into an actor who's like a known comedian in the last episode. That's you! You always deep dive on the comedians. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will do anything to avoid taking the blame. So I'm making the executive (laughs) decision to make you take the fall for that one. Okay, fine. I'll take the fall for it, even though you are the one who is the queen of comedians. So... And that's how you know that you have a true friend. Professionally, she will sacrifice herself for you. I I will. Going back to Miss Briggs, if a teacher did this to me, I literally would never come back to school. Ever. I would quit. I would move. I would cease to exist. That's it. That's the end for me. I've done that. I've 100% done that. A professor in college said something weird to me the first day. Like she was going over like her homework policy and I had an earbud in and was listening to a podcast and I think I was making faces to the podcast and she thought I was making faces to whatever the fuck she was saying. And she was like, oh yeah, honey, that's my homework policy. And I was like, huh? You talking to me? And she was like, I saw that face you made. And I was like, Miss Thing, I'm listening to like Cody Ko in my ear (laughs) right now. (laughs) Who the hell are you? Oh my God. And then I I was really excited for that class and I dropped it. I was like, sorry, that was so weird. No, I don't blame you. I would not, I would not show up ever again. But also this is kind of on him because why (laughs) would you bring Mrs. Briggs some fruit? Was he trying to smooge on her because he was like, oh, she's a cunt. I got to sort of, you know, get on her good side for these college app recommendations. Maybe, or maybe he's just a nice boy and he had an extra orange and he wanted to be nice. But why did Miss Briggs have to be a fucking bitch? Because she likes having scar she's not even just like oh I don't like oranges I don't like citrus fruit okay fine girl you know like we all have our preferences and everything but no she decided to take the extra step to fucking stomp on it in front of this kid like she literally took the biggest fuck you to this fucking child she's a certified baddie she is she doesn't give a fuck no but anyway now we're back at the Shea apartment and the whole gang is there. Freddie is explaining all the new tech to the girls as per usual. <laughs> and Sam asks if his tech is advanced enough to get him a robot girlfriend. Which would obviously be a sex doll. Obviously, of course. <laughs> Freddie is obviously offended by this and he's like, no, of course not. Because in 20 years, which in 20 years, like Sam is talking about right now, Freddie, let's, let's. <laughs> let's focus he's willing to be a virgin for 20 years for carly (laughs) no romantic incel vibes literal incel (laughs) vibes he's like no i'm choosing to do this no that would be a vol cell yes yes sorry he's a vol cell i'm not choosing to do this because i'm waiting no and he is choosing to be celibate He said, Carly, I am willing to be celibate for you. And that doesn't make him an incel. That makes him a Catholic. Religion reveal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Freddie is going to wait 20 years because he says he'll be Carly's second husband. And Carly is like, what happened to my first husband? Freddie just goes, nothing you can prove. Alexa, play No Body, No Crime by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Someone is trying to fill out some fucking fantasies like what i hate i hate that they're very low-key playing into that like men are gonna be creepy and possessive over you but it just means that they love you Uh." yep and also he's been hanging around sam a little bit too much a little bit too much because he is now threatening murder um i think he has always had it in him and that's why him and sam are like pb and j you think they wouldn't go together but they absolutely do yep 
I think that she's bringing it out of him. I think it was there mm-hmm. and she's just uh, bringing it out. So he tells the girls that he got this like spy camera, right? That has like a teeny tiny little camera hidden in this pie. So he goes to show them this teeny tiny camera and pie and it looks fucking awful. The girls are losing their shit laughing at him. They're doing the worst acting <laughs> I've ever seen. They're like, Like, every compliment we've given them for, like, anything they've performed on iCarly, we're taking it back. Yeah. No more kudos. (laughs) If either of them had Grammys or Emmys, I would petition for them to have it removed. (laughs) Revoked. Taken away. They're not even, like, doing any facial expressions either. They're literally just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like, st- like face not moving at all. It's so uncomfortable. Sam says this interesting comment. She says that her Aunt Maggie's boobs look more real than this pie, and they are ridiculous. And Freddie is very offended by this statement. I would be too. Body shaming is never okay. And on top of that, I think that them laughing at Freddie's equipment. <laughs> oh my god! I think that's a little. You know, you we all know what his equipment is. What do you think of my equipment? <laughs> they said, mm, "Small, dinky, winky, dude, tiny. It's teeny tiny." <laughs> And we're going to laugh at it. (laughs) This is why he kills Carly's first husband. Because they're (laughs) laughing at them. He just didn't tell her that he's also going to kill her. Yes. That was part of it. (laughs) Sam goes into the box. And it comes with a giant fork. And it's more fake laughter. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look. It comes with a giant fork, too. (laughs) Kill me. But it's like... Like, the pie is hard. It's, like, plastic. So what does a fork even do? Like, it's, like, a metal fork. Like, you can't pretend to eat it. Oh, oh, someone's gonna pretend to eat it. We'll get to that later. Not very well. So Freddy decides that he is going to prove the girlies wrong and that it is a good spy camera. He walks in on Spencer begging his new girlfriend to do something and her repeatedly saying no. He's like, please, come on for me. And she's like, Spencer, I said no. And it 100% is supposed to be like he's begging for sex and she's not going to give it up. Yep, I agree. Which is kind of rapey and inappropriate for a children's television show. I did find it really fucking funny that, like Cersei was saying, he's begging her. But he's like, please, please, with extra sugar on top. And she gets so serious and she's like, Spencer... I said no, and I I am a diabetic, and I lost my fucking mind. Because she, like, literally did not she, deliver it comedically. She no. delivered it like, I'm diabetic, and I said no. Yes. Like, I would have ran out the door. I would have been like, sorry, no more flirting from me. I'm scared of you now. She was like, how fucking dare you, bitch? You know I cannot have any sugar, okay? <laughs> Are you trying to kill me? Do you want me to go into a diabetic coma? (laughs) She said the S word is fucking prohibited here. (laughs) Do not fucking say that shit in my presence. (laughs) I have to prick my finger (laughs) once a day. She said trigger warning, sugar. (laughs) So Miss Diabetic Queen here, Connie, is played by this woman, Samantha Eiling, who only has six actresses credits like she has not done anything she gave up on acting in 2009 (laughs) she said i'm out she said this was enough she like did horror (laughs) movies and then 
this one episode of iCarly. And then it was 2009 and she said, I'm putting my gloves and my hat up. <laughs> that was good. I'm not working anymore. She said, we're, we're going to hang up the actress hat here. That was enough for me, I think. She said, I dabbled and I'm done. <laughs> After this performance in this episode, I honestly wish she had done more. <laughs> I wish she had done more. She was like, I'm diabetic and I'm not asking anymore. Stop asking. <laughs> So the joke is that he wants to see her juggle. And Spencer's jump when she finally does juggle, he is so excited. He's like a little kid. He does like a little like foot like kick kind of jump. And I was like, okay, that's pretty wholesome. That's kind of cute. Freddie <laughs> comes down right with his pie and he's standing behind the kitchen counter, fake eating it with this fucking fork. And he's just like hitting the fork like on the thing, just like, just like waving around it. Yeah. <laughs> The funniest thing, too, is, like, Spencer's face drops. Like, he gets so serious. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that, Spencer. Like, yes, we do not like the uh, illegal taping of... No surveillance. No big brother. (laughs) iCarly is big brother. (laughs) (laughs) Freddie is big brother. (laughs) 1984 is, like, a sequel to (laughs) iCarly. Spencer clocks that like Freddie is filming them and he goes hey is that one of those pie spy video cameras and Freddie gets really upset because Connie also recognizes it and knows exactly what it is because they have both seen this uh, pie on TV. Connie was like did I see that on the Food Network or the Spy Network? And Spencer was like yeah I think I also saw it on the Spy Network so they have something in common. What would Bobby Flay be doing with spy equipment? Let me ask that question right now. Miss girl. It's a crossover episode. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Flay times CIA. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, so Freddie gets like really pissed and he storms upstairs. We move on to outside of Miss Briggs' house. Carly and Freddie are spying on Miss Briggs with a pie and they're mad because she has just been cleaning her house for about two hours. Miss Briggs' outfit is no, I have none. It's a matching tracksuit. It's just, it's just cute. I love it. She's a queen. She's got the curly red hair. I mean, she would be an Instagram baddie. Hell yeah. She would be one of those like older ladies on TikTok, like just giving her sleigh yes. every day. She would be a, like an old TikTok lesbian. Like yes. she would be viral yes. on TikTok. And you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. She's looking like she got a little badonkadonk back there in that tracksuit. Oh, we will get into the badonkadonk. Speaking of badonkadonks, how do these two badonkadonks know where the fuck their teacher lives? (laughs) Yes, I wanted to know that too. I went to public school in Chicago. It's a big place. Maybe in a small town, you'd be able to clock where your teachers live and shit like that. Right. In a big city, you don't even, maybe you know what neighborhood they're from. I know where one of my teachers lived, and it's because he lived directly across the alley from me, and I would see him walk his dog. And then he had sex with a minor (gasps) and went to jail. But then she didn't testify, and they let him out, and now he still teaches. But this is all hearsay. This podcast is not meant to be taken seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, how do they know where she lives? Like, did they follow her home? That's the only thing that makes sense, is that they followed her home after school. Right. Or they, like, looked her up in, in, like, the yellow pages. Well, now that I'm thinking about them following her home after school, how would they do that? Because she would definitely have a car, and they would be taking the bus. They were just running after her. Like, sprinting after her car. Literally. (laughs) Sam's like a feral animal on all fours on Carly's like riding her. Like after that mobile. (laughs) And Freddie is just being dragged with them. Like (laughs) like. That's why he didn't want to come. 
because he'd have to get dragged behind them. And he was like, I don't want to be dragged behind Sam again. Come on. He's like, can I at least ride Sam this time, guys? (laughs) Sam was obviously like, no, only Carly gets to ride me. They're like talking about how they were standing there for two hours watching her, right? How has Miss Briggs not noticed them? Because they were literally just leaning on the on the counter. Like, they're not even behind a bush or anything. They're just straight up, like, staring right into her fucking door. Does she not look out her door? Like, do you not feel that people are staring at you, Miss Briggs? <laughs> the only thing that I can justify this with is if Miss Briggs is like my mom where she chooses to be blind and not wear her glasses because she doesn't want to deal with it. Like, like I'll just go up to my mom and try to show her something or point to something very visible, and she'll be like, I don't, I don't have my glasses on. The whole world is like a Monet painting right now. But that's unconfirmed. It's very unlikely that Miss Briggs is my mom. Both of us noticed that Carly is wearing a specific hoodie, and this hoodie is the same hoodie that Penny wears in Big Bang Theory. And guess who wrote this episode? The man who committed the biggest hate crime of them all. (laughs) The one and only young Sheldon creator (laughs) and Big Bang Theory writer. (laughs) Boo! I thought that that was a cool little Easter egg to kind of connect the two that he wanted to put in there, probably. In this this iCarly universe... How would it relate to the Big Bang Theory? I've never seen a single episode of the Big Bang Theory. All I know is nerds are smart and girl, hot, but dumb. And then there's also the girl who really smart, but not hot. Oh, yeah. Because girls can be one or the other. Hot or smart. But definitely not both. Obviously, Steve, the hate crimer and creator of Young Sheldon, hasn't met us. Because we're hot (laughs) and smart. Yeah, Steve. Take that to the bang. Take that. The big bang theory, but it's just us being like hot and smart. Like two NASA scientists (laughs) who are also like porn stars. Yeah. (laughs) We should make it a spinoff of the big bang theory. (laughs) Would it just be like the big ass theory? Yes. The big porn theory. (laughs) Porn in space. (laughs) So a bee starts to harass the two of them. And Freddy is fucking losing his mind. Carly is like trying to tell him to chill out. It's a stupid bee. But Freddy explains that he is really allergic to bees. And that's why he's freaking the fuck out. Which, is he actually allergic to bees? Or did his mom just tell him this? That's exactly what I wrote. (laughs) I was like, is he really allergic? Or is he being Munchausen? (laughs) Let's call this a Munchausen moment. This is definitely a Munchausen moment. Hashtag Munchausen moment. He also, like, continues to explain that the bee probably just wants his fake pie. And Carly goes, wow, I guess that is a stupid bee. Since (laughs) Freddy is super allergic to bees, he runs inside of Miss Briggs' house to escape getting stung. When he runs to escape the bee, he tosses the pie to Carly, and the bee starts, like, bothering Carly. And it's like, okay, so you're gonna tell me that you are madly in love with Carly, so much so that you will voluntarily be celibate for 20 years. 20 years not even get a robot girlfriend and you are gonna sacrifice her life to a bee it's because it's not true love it's not true love it's It's infatuation it's the idea of her because when it comes down to it he would not protect her and you know what here again hashtag seti everybody fuck creddy (laughs) if that was sam he would lay down his life (laughs) he He would eat that bee with his bare mouth to protect her (laughs) 
Literally, literally. So since Carly ha now has the pie from Freddie, the bee starts bothering her, like I was saying. So she also runs inside Miss Briggs' house and Carly tries to drag Freddie out. Freddie explains the bee is going to be mad because he's out for revenge now that the pie was fake. These kids are screaming this entire time too. The door is open. Like, I know Miss Briggs is taking out the trash, but, like, how do you not hear these kids? Like, you're you're gonna tell me she's also not, not just blind, but she's also deaf. Yes. To where, like, she cannot see the kids that are literally staring at her. Mm-hmm. But they're screaming and she can't hear them either. I don't know. Things are not adding up to me. Actually, I've been waiting to tell you this, but Miss Briggs was actually modeled after my grandfather five years before he passed away. Just couldn't see, <laughs> couldn't hear. I thought you were going to say Helen Keller. <laughs> my grandpa was Helen Keller. <laughs> oh my God, the three of them. Twins. Miss <laughs> Briggs, she starts opening the door and right before she walks inside, the kids find their way into this dark room. It's like a closet, they think. And Freddie is asking Carly what they should do. She doesn't know. And then he goes, I mean, listen... This might not be so bad, you know, me and you together, alone, in the dark. If my guy friend said this to me, we would not be friends anymore. This is so fucking creepy. I would run out. I would not care about Miss Bray's fucking finding me at this point. I'd be like, I'm about to get actually assaulted in this closet i would run into miss briggs arms yeah <laughs> i would me. rather miss briggs than freddie in this moment most moments i would rather miss briggs than freddie but in this one very particular as well <laughs> I, and he's like all up on her while he says it too and i'm like freddie get the fuck away from her back up you are literally two feet tall there's nothing about you that is appetizing He's like, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear, like all up in there. I'm like, if anyone is little between the two of us, it is you. <laughs> Stop. Carly, of course, shuts that shit down and she goes, we are in a serious situation. This is not the time for you to bust a move. It's never a time to bust a move. It is never a time. Never bust a move. Bust a move is like, it literally made me think Freddie was going to start breakdancing, not try to sexually assault her. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like an interesting way to describe it carly but okay he was gonna do a two-in-one <laughs> <laughs> a little headstand a little unconsensual touching <laughs> carly peeks out and miss briggs is now moaning moaning doing some exercise on a yoga ball in a whole ass 80s workout outfit how did miss briggs change that quickly listen shoot they were in the closet for like two seconds they go and they peek out and miss briggs is now in a fully different outfit with like her hair done differently and everything so like did she have this get up under her tracksuit what's the deal miss briggs well i feel like you can never like tell the timeline with stuff because it could be just like insinuated that they were in the closet listening to her change or something like that and then they, they, like, when they heard her, you know, quiet down, then they peeked their heads out. And, like, that's when Well, everything... she didn't quiet down. She started moaning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> but to add on to that, you saying that, like, it insinuates them, like, hearing her change. What if they got her changing on camera? What then? What then? That was my thought. 
jail. Or what if they what if they peeked out and she was changing? She would probably be jailed for showing pornography to minors. Oh, she's gonna get jailed in a in a little bit. Um <laughs> She's going to get jailed in a little bit, that's for sure. But also, this is a, a very clear sex joke because she is, like, moaning. She's moaning and thrusting on a ball. Yes. Of course, the ball is also included. There's always balls. Always balls. Always. After that, Sam shows up to the Shea apartment, and Spencer is there, but it's just Spencer. And she says, oh, yeah, I'm here to model for you. And Spencer says that his girlfriend, Connie, couldn't do it because they broke up since she was juggling for other guys. Boom. Sex joke. Yep. Swoosh. She's juggling some balls of other men. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is about just Sam being in the apartment with Spencer. It was very unsettling for me. Do you want to know what it is? What? It's pedophilia. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what it is. We all know that Spencer's not going to do anything, but ladies and germs, if your friend's older brother invites you over, say no. Tell me that that's not weird, that a child, a child is going to an apartment alone with a 26-year-old man alone, and she's modeling for him. Mm -mm. Add that in there. Tell Mm -mm. me that that's not fucking disgusting. That's Mm -mm. weird. It's very weird. Not good vibes. Not good vibes at all. Like the whole modeling thing too. I was like, this is like making me really uncomfortable. We flash back to Miss Briggs' house now and Briggs is still working out. This explains why she's got such a big booty. She works so hard for it. She's working on her fucking glutes. She is. She's doing glute isolation. Yes. She's been watching her Chloe Ting. (laughs) She knows what's going down. She's doing a whole fucking TikTok workout. (laughs) Carly is horrified that... Because her teacher's ass is better than hers. (laughs) Period. It is. She's just a hater, as we said. She's not willing to work for a hot body, so... (laughs) She's not at all. Go be a twig. (laughs) So Freddie finds a light switch in the room that they were in. Bam! Randy Jackson, everywhere they look, Randy motherfucking Jackson. Freddie (laughs) is fucking terrified, and he goes to scream out in horror. But Carly covers his mouth. The whole room is is a Randy Jackson tribute room complete with a life-size cutout that talks. <laughs> this is the most fucking iconic scene of like that I can remember in my childhood because I remember watching this and losing my fucking mind and I watched it again and still lost my fucking mind. Like this is like one of the I think this is the most I- iconic iCarly moment ever. I would have to agree with you here. Carly says, well, I guess if you had to be obsessed with an American Idol judge, it would make sense that it would be the firm yet fair one. And (laughs) what? I mean, like, yes. When she said that, I remembered exactly how popular American Idol was at this time. Like, as soon as I heard that line, I was like, you know what? Randy Jackson was the firm yet fair judge. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, she does have a point here. Because Simon was kind of... He was the mean one. And Paula was like the one that was too nice. Yeah. And Randy was the one in the middle. He would always be like, I don't know, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah, dog. I'm I'm sorry. This one's going to be a no from me, dog. (laughs) Freddie hits into the uh, Randy Jackson cutout that speaks. Carly is like, Freddie, keep it down. And Freddie's like, it's not me. It was Randy. (laughs) 
Like, they are addressing this cutout as a full-blown human being. (laughs) Do you not do that? I had a Taylor Lautner cutout in my bedroom when I was 12, and I addressed him as a human. Oh, as a human. Wink, wink. (laughs) I did things to that cardboard cutout that you would not think were possible on a 2D rendering of a man. (laughs) I am going to move on because I don't... (laughs) I don't want to know what what happened to that poor Taylor Lautner cut out. <laughs> so Briggs comes into the room. She nasally goes, well, good afternoon, Randy Jackson. Oh, Please you are do a better impression. so spiffy today. You know I can't do good impressions. Just do, do it. it if you want. No. no, do it. No. No, do it. Just try it. Well, good afternoon, Randy Jackson. <laughs> yes. Oh, you are looking spiffy today. <laughs> now, is there something you'd like to say to me? <laughs> and then she hits the button to make him talk. And he goes, we got us a hot one tonight. And she goes, ah! <laughs> She's laughing. She's like, oh, my God, Randy. I just finished my workout. Want to see how toned my glutes are? And this woman <laughs> grinds up and thrusts her little badonkadonk. Not sorry, not little. Her, her big, big badonkadonk. Her big ass badonkadonk on Randy's crotch. <laughs> Freddie and Carly are hiding behind Sir Randy himself. Her ass is right in Freddie's fucking face and he looks disgusted. But it's like, okay, Freddie, does that ass stank or something? Because he looks <laughs> ill. But the ass is not looking nasty, so I don't know why he's making that face he got a little he's sniffing a little bit in there and he's like he's taking a wait i thought sam was the sniffer turns out (laughs) it's freddie he's been hanging out with her too much so now he also sniffs they're sniffing each other (laughs) they're just haters she has a nice ass just enjoy the view guys stop body shaming she is a grown woman and their teacher and her coochie and her butt are a little bit too close to these children's faces Okay, and we have like all it. been in grammar school, high school. You know how often your teacher's coochie and slash or butt is in your face when they're leaning over helping some other kid with their work? It's You're just used to it. Well, okay, that's leaning over. Miss Briggs is grinding up, getting her little coochie up on Randy's uh-uh. crotch here. It's a little bit different if context. If Miss Briggs has ever helped a student with their work in class, they've seen this before. They've seen it. Nothing new. Well, I guess she's not canceled then. She thinks she's in her own humble abode with no, Randy I know. Jackson. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's her fault. I'm just saying that I don't like the shot of her coochie and butt as a grown woman in these little kids' faces. Oh, and also, why are they yes. like right up in it? Like they could they could hide behind the thing still, but no, they're like. <laughs> Let me get a whiff of that booty, Miss Miss Briggs. The director said we're going to make this as weird as possible. All right? Yeah. He was like, Nathan, Nathan, make sure you get up, <laughs> up in that booty. Okay? Get a nice look up in the cooch there, She's lo- She's fucking dressed like Jamie Lee Curtis in that <laughs> meme video with John Travolta. I know you want to sniff, but act like you yep. don't want to sniff, but you do want to sniff. But you okay? do. Now, Action! <laughs> So we're back at the Shea apartment, the modeling session, (laughs) the very inappropriate modeling session. Spencer has sculpted a fish 
and not Sam. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, why am I here if you didn't even need me? And he was like, I get lonely. Which just makes it creepier. Excuse me? Excuse me? Like, as if it was not creepy enough. Like, that she is there alone. But then they had to throw this line out there. Like, it just, it, it makes it so much worse. Mm-mm. I hate it. Carly calls Sam and is like, listen, we need your fucking help. Like, we're stuck hiding in this closet at Miss Briggs' apartment. Sam is like, that's some nutty shit. Have fun with that. That ain't my problem. I'm here modeling for your brother. So I'm busy. <laughs> And we all know what that means. Yeah. Pussy out. She said, anyway, let Freddie know he's been replaced. So. (laughs) I got me a man. She said, I got me an older man. (laughs) He might go to jail for it. I'm his muse, okay? You would never understand, Freddie. Carly is like, will you just get over here? And Sam is like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm on my way. And she doesn't even bat an eye that they're at Miss Briggs' house. Two in a row where they're stuck in a closet. I think it's a little too much for me. Someone's gay. They're all gay. Gay? No, Carly's not gay, but. Carly's so heterosexual. If she said she was a lesbian, I would literally be like, I'm so sorry. You're not allowed in the LGBT. I'm just, I'm refusing. Carly is like one of those heterosexual people who makes it known that they're heterosexual. Like they, like, like they want you to know how straight they are. They talk, she talks about her boyfriend every minute. She's like, did you know I have a boyfriend? Did you know I'm straight? Did you know? She's, that's how straight she is. She likes one female singer. Yes. And she's like, I'm straight, but I really like her. She's really cute. I think she's really cute. I'm straight, but like, I love the way she dresses. She's like the straight girls that comment the scissors on like the lesbian TikToks. And they're like, oh my God, you know, if I was a lesbian, I would love you. And it's like, yeah, girl, we get it. We all know you're not a lesbian. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Carly Shay. You can tell by the way you dress (laughs) and your lack of taste in music. And the way you carry yourself. We can tell by the comment. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) On this podcast, we're heterophobic. (laughs) We are very heterophobic. We are back outside Miss Briggs' house and Sam sneaks. I'm using that very loosely. She sneaks into her backyard and hears bagpipes and goes, no way. She's torturing Carly and Freddie. And then she looks into the house and she sees Briggs is playing the bagpipes, of course, and goes, bagpipes? Ew. But, okay, so when she says that she's torturing Carly and Freddie, I thought the joke was that she's torturing them with bagpipe music. Right. But when she looks in and says bagpipes, she's like, bagpipes? Ew. Like, as if she didn't know that that's what the noise was. Right. So it's like, what, how did she, like, I'm failing to see how she understood that noise as being torture. And the only thing I can come up with is that it's a joke that the that the bagpipes were supposed to sound like screaming. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just thought, I was like, she is having war flashbacks right now from her freaking nightmare <laughs> where Briggs was torturing her with the bagpipes. And when she carried the whole entire episode with that dance that she did. And that's what I thought too. But then like, she's surprised that they are bagpipes when she peers over. You know what I mean? Either way, she's having flashbacks. <laughs> Back to the closet. Full with just heterosexuals, which is strange. (laughs) Freddie and Carly are covering their ears as the bagpipe music is playing because obviously it's so heinous and so vile that they can't physically stand to have it penetrate their eardrums. And Carly's like, this is torture! And Sam calls Carly and they hash a quick plan to distract Miss Briggs. So Sam naturally calls Miss Briggs, which one, how does she have her number? Yep. Two... If this was the big plan, why did Sam have to physically be there to do it? 
And three, also, they never exchanged Briggs's address, so Sam just knew where she lived and her phone number. Oh, that's a good point, too. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> what are the logistics? <laughs> Sam actually stalks Miss Briggs, but she, like... <laughs> Like, she plays pranks on her all the time, but, like, she's weirdly obsessed with Miss Briggs to the point that she knows where she lives, can get there easily, and knows her phone number. She's got a steamy hot lesbian crush on Miss Briggs. <laughs> yeah, if she were she Friday got- in that closet, she would have been like, let me get a whiff. She's going to be the one who's looking at the at Miss Briggs changing, that's for sure. <laughs> she was like, hey, let me get that Briggs footage. <laughs> I know y'all got it. Yeah. Mama's gonna like it. We were saying that Briggs is like an iconic or would be an iconic TikTok lesbian. Like, yes. So it makes sense that Sam, a young lesbian, figuring herself out, is in love with her. It 100%. all makes sense. A hundred percent. They're like that lesbian couple that just look like a mother and daughter and then they start touching <laughs> each other and you're like, oh? Oh. Oh. Mm. Mm. So <laughs> Sam calls her future wife. Miss Briggs. And Miss Briggs just answers by saying, Briggs. Which I thought was so alpha. So alpha. I'm going to answer all of my phone calls like this from now on. Like, this is... That's funny because your last name is Collins. So it's going to sound like you're saying calling. Like, Collins? Who's Collins? Collins. (laughs) Who's Collins? It's Collins. (laughs) I couldn't do that. McNaughton. People would just be confused. They'd be like, what is that? They'd be like... Huh? Huh? I'll just hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Every phone call I get, McNaughton. (laughs) They hung up again. Every phone call for the past month. So Sam calls Miss Briggs, and her go-to is to ask if she's bought any suspicious milk. And Briggs says, milk? Who is this? And Sam says, Agent McMuffin with the Federal Bureau of Milk. (laughs) I, I lulled at the Agent McMuffin. <laughs> it was great timing. She gets her Emmy back. Jeanette she McCurdy back. has gotten it back. <laughs> she was like, Agent Mick, and I'm a Mick. I'm a McNaughton, so I didn't see it coming. I was like, where's she going? McNaughton, McLeary, where's she going? You are ready. She was like, McMuffin. <laughs> I was like, how could I have forgotten McDonald's? You were like, Sam, me? Are you talking about me? Simping real quick. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the way Mindy Sterling delivers this line. Sam goes, with the Federal Bureau of Milk. And Briggs goes, the FBM? Like, as if it's a real thing that she's heard of. Sam just goes, uh... (laughs) Sure. Like, she didn't even, she wasn't even convinced of her own fucking prank. Briggs is the one selling her prank. Sam, as Agent McMuffin, she explains that there's been cases of counterfeit milk in the Seattle area. And Briggs is stressed because she just bought yogurt. What is, what would counterfeit milk be? To me, that's just soy milk. That's counterfeit milk. (laughs) They're talking shit about the vegans. (laughs) (laughs) This is anti-vegan propaganda and I will not stand for it. But it's like, it's not expired. It doesn't have E. coli. It's not, you know, it's not going to make you sick. It's counterfeit. It's black market milk. Like, (laughs) unpasteurized? Like, what's going on? Anyway... There is a specific yogurt she says that she bought. It is called Zingleberry yogurt, which, in my humble opinion, is a little bit too close to Dingleberry. It is. (laughs) Just slightly too close. If anyone in the audience doesn't know what a Dingleberry is, (laughs) allow me to explain it to you in ASMR style. (laughs) 
So, so, sometimes men don't shave their asshole and they have long ass hairs and then when they poop, a little piece of poop will get stuck to that ass hair and men don't really wipe their asses very well, not well at all, so that poop will stay hanging from that ass hair and that, my friends, is a dingleberry. <laughs> I'm glad everybody's now educated on dingleberries. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm willing to do ASMR anytime, any day, folks. After she tells her that there's counterfeit milk in the Seattle area, Sam, away from the phone, just goes, moron. And Miss Briggs whips her head around because she heard something, but then goes back to her fridge and starts rummaging about. You are going to tell me that she heard Sam mumble moron, but not Carly and Freddie screaming at the top of their lungs about 30 minutes ago. Selective hearing. It's a thing. (laughs) She said, wait a second. Somebody's talking shit about me. I'm listening. (laughs) How does Miss Briggs not know it's Sam? Sam wasn't even hiding her voice. Like, she was, she was, like, kind of trying, but it was clearly Sam. Sam fucks around with Miss Briggs all the time, so you would think that she knows who she is, but apparently not either. R.I.P. to Miss Briggs. She's looking like a clown right about now. And again, Sam isn't even hiding during all of this. Like, she is, like, straight up just, like, barely crouching. She's in full vision. Yeah, like, she's even closer to the patio door than Carly and Freddie were. Her nose is pressed up against the glass. Like, she is sniffing (laughs) Miss Briggs through the glass. She said, I see that ass. I'm gonna smell it. (laughs) Back in the closet with the heterosexuals, Carly tells Freddie it's time to make their move and get out of there. But Freddie quickly pockets some Randy Jackson cologne before they leave. And Carly is like, why do you want that? And Freddie explains why he wants it by reading the label. And he says it exactly like this. Because it smells tight, dog. (laughs) What the fuck is a dog? He looks so painful trying to get that line out. It's like they, that was like the 50th take and they were like, Nathan, for the love of fucking God, just say dog. But, but say like dog, you know, like dog. Like you have a little bit of some swag here, Nathan. Just like, just like a fucking crumb, a crumb. No, can't even do that. Dog. Like it's the Dow Jones. (laughs) But also, I mean, I agree. I, you know, I like to steal things. I would also take a souvenir. If anything, the cologne is a good thing to steal. That stuff's expensive. I'm not really a take a souvenir kind of person. I'm a leave a souvenir, you know, put a little something she didn't expect to be there. Leave a little dingleberry in there. No, I like to save my dingleberries for myself. Thank you very much. Those are precious, (laughs) precious to me. (laughs) They're counterfeit dingleberries. (laughs) (laughs) It's Agent McMuffin from the Federal Bureau of Dingleberries. Briggs almost gets suspicious because nothing seems to be rotten, I guess, is what they're looking for. But I don't think that's what counterfeit means. But Sam rushes her along and says, you should check that cottage cheese on the top shelf. Briggs, for a moment, is like rambling about her cottage cheese. And then she's like, wait, how did you know my cottage cheese was on the top shelf? And it's like, okay, scream reference, come through. We love it. And also, I love that she is not scared. She's not fearful. She is like, whoever is watching me, I will kill them. I have the power to annihilate them. And I have no fear. She's literally just like, 
wait a minute. And then you see like the light bulb just click and she's like, ah, yes. And she does she doesn't like get a weapon, nothing. Like you're saying, like she is ready to kill them with her bare hands. You saw what she was doing to her glutes earlier. God only knows what her biceps are like. She's gonna kill them with her thighs. She's gonna put them in between the thighs oh. and crush their skulls. She's the female Chuck Norris. <laughs> she is. She's about a fuck Oh, they're both gingers too. Yep. Maybe Chuck Norris is secretly a woman, and he's been <laughs> disguising himself as a man to get more respect in the fighting industry. And it's actually Mindy. <laughs> it's Miss Briggs. <laughs> Briggs quickly catches Sam, who tries to lie and say that this is for a school project because I want to know what people say when they think that their milk is counterfeit. While she's trying to explain this lie, Freddie and Carly are sneaking out of the closet, but Freddie, of course, fumbles the bag and steps on the bagpipe. It makes a noise, and Miss Briggs instantly turns around and catches them. And Freddie and Carly improvise by just yelling, surprise! And Sam says, happy birthday! <laughs> and honestly, just them looking at each other, deciding to yell surprise at the same time, that is some, like, great improv. improv props. Yeah, yeah, like, just looking at your partner and knowing what you're going to do with your eyes. I used to do that with, with a little girl named Ari, and she moved away and will never do improv again. But I love improv. I live for that shit. <laughs> and then Carly goes, let's sing our public domain birthday song! <laughs> is a public domain birthday song what i like rewatched it i was like did i hear that wrong what the fuck (laughs) it's like are they just are they just like not trying to reveal their website name like the website name that they actively promote in school like (laughs) they're like redacted birthday name (laughs) oh natalie i have to ask you a question what what is a public domain do you know what a public domain is it's public (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i shit myself when i read this note from you (laughs) i can't even get through this oh my god oh my god i first saw it i was like what do you mean public domain happy birthday song i was like what the fuck (laughs) public domain means that it um, it has no royalties and it can be used for public consumption. So let's say um, I wanted to write a Harry Potter spinoff. I could not do that because J.K. Rowling owns that. Okay. But let's say I wanted to write a Shakespeare spinoff. I can do that because Shakespeare is in the public domain. No one owns that intelligence. It's in the public. Oh. But like, why would they say that? Like, I thought it was stupid. Because... Happy birthday, happy birthday to you, was not, they couldn't use it. They couldn't get the rights to it. They had to pay for it. Oh. And I realized in that moment that I have heard for he, for She's a Jolly Good Fellow way more in movies and TV yeah, than the Happy than Birthday song. Life. Yeah. And that's because the Happy Birthday song was not in the public domain until 2016. Which means if production wanted a character to sing Happy Birthday, they had to pay a very high fine. But For She's a Jolly Good Fellow is in the public domain, meaning it's free to use, it's free to access, it's free to reproduce. So at the time that this was created, 
It was owned by Warner Chapel Publishing, which is owned by the Warner Music Group, which was founded by Warner Brothers, but was sold to Access Industries in 2020. And my tarot card said that I'm supposed to put my desires into existence. So I would just like to say I applied to Warner Media as a comedy writer intern like less than a few weeks ago. She said, let me plug them real quick. Let me give give the entire background information on this. That way I can plug my uh, application here. If anyone knows the people over at Warner Media at HBO. Tell them that my application, it's in the stack and it's good. I wrote a really good pilot. I am very happy that you didn't that you didn't know the term public domain, probably because you don't write stuff and I do. So I'm like, can I put this in here? Is this legal? But I was screaming when I scrolled down and I just saw you write, are they just not trying to reveal their website name that they actively promote in school? I clearly did not do any research about what a public domain was. I was like, I... I'm living in my ignorance with this and I will see what happens when I bring this up. <laughs> That's funny that they would like, it's one of those things that they over explain too, where they mm-hmm. could have just sang the for he's a jolly good fellow one. But like, no, they were like, this is a public domain thing. They probably had this like whole long ass fucking conversation in the writer's room about singing happy birthday. It was 100% someone said they sing happy birthday and then someone was like, you can't do that, cost too much money, not in the budget. And then someone was like, happy birthday is not in the public domain, what is? And they were like, for she's a jolly good fellow is in the public domain. And someone was like, uh, this is gonna be so weird, how we how do we introduce this? And they were like, oh, let's make it a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Briggs just yells, it's not my birthday! And Carly goes, whoops, well, we better go. And they prepare to jet off, but Briggs yells, stop. And they do. And what did I say last episode? (laughs) If you are ever caught committing a felony, just run. They will never catch you. Briggs is also not the police. (laughs) So precisely. Yeah. If someone ever tells you to stop, don't. You are under no obligation to stop. If these kids would have ran, nothing bad would have happened. It would that have episode been, would have ended. That was it. It would have been like... <laughs> and that would have been it. That would have been it. <laughs> and then Sam just turns around and goes, Happy Hanukkah? Okay, Lubert. Yes. We love a callback. They said slight callbacks in this episode. Carly says, Happy... Kwanzaa? I love that they're being inclusive, so we love that. But also, how is Briggs just standing there through all of this? Like, they're just having a conversation with themselves pretty much at this point, and Briggs is just, like, letting them go off. Because she didn't expect them to stay after she said stop. She thought they were going to keep running as they should have. <laughs> and it's like when a cat catches a mouse, they don't really know what to do with it. Why has she not done something at this point? Like, she should have just, they're still there. Why not just call the police or fucking beat the shit out of them at this point? <laughs> beat like, the shit out of them. They didn't run, so... <laughs> I'm going to assault you, children. <laughs> I mean, they're they're trespassing on her property. She has the right to defend herself. She's like, I'm about to use these glutes on y'all. She said, I just got this workout in. I'm ready. I'm warmed up. <laughs> what does she do? She has them sit on the couch, question mark, and they're just sitting there looking in trouble as fuck as kids are. Also, I think we forget, kids are just inherently afraid of adults. Like, I was always right. just scared of being yelled at like that was the scariest thing to me so they're just sitting on that couch twiddling their thumbs <laughs> waiting for their punishment <laughs> yeah briggs is fixing her damaged bagpipes freddie apologizes for tripping on them and carly's like are they okay and briggs is like no you dented my blow stick and punctured my squeeze bag which this <laughs> sounded sexual to me yeah so i looked it up 
and none of these parts are real. Oh. It's called a blowpipe and a pipe bag, not a blow stick and a squeeze bag. So it is sexual. It is sexual, 100%. Well, that is myth proven. <laughs> And my favorite part of the about this too is that Sam offers for Freddie to pay to fix the bagpipes. Miss Briggs, the class conscious woman that she is, she goes, do you think paying for this will get you out of trouble? And it's like, period, queen, do not let the rich get off scot-free. Just think that they can pay their way out of things. Is that why she has a vendetta against them? She's like, yeah. I know you two are wealthy. Yep. And I will not stand for it. And she knows that they can just get away with anything because they're rich. And you know what? I respect her for that. Miss Briggs is a communist. She is. A hundred percent. She is a lesbian communist. Oh, I'm obsessed with her even more. (laughs) Miss Briggs begins to list off their offenses by being like, trespassing, breaking and entering. And then I love that she includes impersonating a dairy agent. And she's like (laughs) explaining these are the reasons they should be expelled and she should call the police. As if impersonating a dairy agent is a federal crime. In her eyes, it should be. I mean, dude, she knew about the FBM. Like, she's deep in there. She is very anti-vegan, though. She may be a communist lesbian, but she is anti-vegan. And she answered the phone like Briggs. I think she's a secret agent of some of some sort because she answered that phone she's like briggs agent briggs <laughs> she's working undercover for the fbm and she's like shit have i just been discovered <laughs> <laughs> sam's like you don't have to call the police you could just let us run away while you angrily shake your fist and yell you rotten kids <laughs> like is that a scooby-doo reference it has to be because i thought that that was the first thing i thought too scooby-dooby-doo i loved scooby-doo when i was little like that was my shit me too one of my faves oh fuck yeah oh shaggy eh. velma eh. we've been over this velma was <laughs> an awakening for me so <laughs> Love her. Carly (laughs) takes the lead and starts to earnestly apologize. And then she does what she does to get out of trouble all the time. She's like, you see, we have this web show and we (laughs) didn't just want to break into your house to do it. We actually wanted to do it to film you and put it on the internet. And in my mind, this is worse. This is a thousand times worse. It is worse. Like, just lie. Just lie at this point. Spying on her is better than spying on her with a camera for the internet. Briggs could not give a fuck about fucking iCarly. Like, why do you think that that, like, she is so privileged. She's like, not only am I rich and I'm going to pay my way out of this shit, but also I'm going to use my little fame to try to get out of trouble. Mm Mm-mm. And what kills me is that she tries to use the web show as an excuse, and it's like, no, this is not the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Like, you are choosing to commit shenanigans for the web show. Right. The web show is not forcing you to commit shenanigans. Yeah. Take responsibility for your actions. And Miss Briggs goes, ah, I, Carly, I've seen it. Nothing more than mucus in the nose of the digital age. What a fucking drag. <laughs> mucus in the nose of the digital age. If someone said that about this podcast, I would literally quit and never speak to you again. I would delete it. I would delete every episode. Like, every not just gone. quit. Like, they would be removed from the internet. I would delete my entire social media presence <laughs> and rebrand as a girl named Stacy Obama. Like, no one would know who I was. Live. <laughs> 
<laughs> she has a point, though. I have to give it to her. I do agree. Maybe she just reads some Nevelocity. And- <laughs> Maybe she just watches it. She just sees it for herself. The last yes. episode was just like, hey, guys, we're filming in a haunted apartment. 15 minutes later, hey, guys, we're still filming in this haunted apartment, and it's pretty spooky. Screams for two minutes (laughs) of their four-minute-long web show. (laughs) It was like the whole fucking webcast. Carly just goes, did she just call our show a booger? No, she called it the mucus of the digital age. Open your fucking ears. She's too, uh, too incompetent to understand. There's a nuance to it, Carly. Your show is worse than a booger. It hasn't hardened yet. It's the mucus. Freddy begins to defend the show, citing how many viewers it gets, which excites Mrs. Briggs. And she says, well, since you're so interested in what teachers do outside of school, I think I have a solution that will benefit us both. I won't call the police or suspend you if I can be on iCarly. She just wants to perform. Like, you know, let the queen perform. She's a star. She wants to kickstart her bagpipe career, you know, and I respect her hustle. She saw an opportunity and she wanted to take it. I respect it as well. Sam's like, just call the fucking police. Absolutely not. The kids are very hesitant to do this. And it's like, y'all committed felony offenses. Multiple. Y'all are going to juvie. Like, she could have literally gotten you guys expelled or worse stop being so fucking dramatic them being dramatic does not stop there obviously because now we are on the iCarly set and we have a lackluster iCarly show intro Mm -mm. they're not excited at all miss briggs is just telling them to read the intro that she wrote so carly reads instead of the worthless trash we usually do here Please prepare to enjoy some fine music prepared on the bagpipes by Francine Briggs. That is so fucking funny. She said, not only are you guys the mucus of the digital age, you guys are going to tell your viewers that you're the mucus of this Mm -hmm. digital age. I feel like this is meant to portray her as mean and bitter. Yes. But put yourself in Miss Briggs' shoes. You're a teacher. You're underpaid, overworked. These kids are fucking rude to you in class you can't get any fucking respect in your place of work when you're literally lording over people like less than half of your age it's fucking tiring and then you go home you're trying to clean and work out and finesse on your randy jackson cutout (laughs) and then there are kids filming you for the internet there the only way that you can be a nice person and not put them in juvie because you're a communist and you don't believe in the prison industrial complex right is to you know, create a little, a little bargain, a little, a little, a little bit right. of tete-a-tete and just be like, okay, let me perform on your show and then, you know, everything will be fine. And then when they go live, they're like, hey, it's I, Carly. I'm Carly and I'm Sam. She deserved more. Thank you. I was so angry about this. I was like, how are you guys going to disrespect her after she could have fucking called the police, got them expelled, like you're saying, like, whatever it may be. But no, all she wants to do is perform on your goddamn stupid fucking show that is supposed to be random as fuck anyway. And what is more random than a old-ass fucking woman performing the bagpipes? With a big ass! Fucking fat, fat ass, ass and some bagpipes. Bagpipes. What is more random than that? She was Lizzo before Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. 
And they were trying to pass that up and, like, downplay her on the on the show. No. Mm-mm. We will not stand for that here. They are canceled. Briggs fucking composed that music herself. Queen! She sat there and she composed a piece for iCarly. And they're gonna sit there and give her that introduction. Fucking canceled. They should be paying her. They should. For original music. Which, it's not. It's actually, like, it's like a Scotland song. Listen... I am going to get into that in a moment. So before Cersei steals my little fun information, I was going to tell everybody. So Miss Briggs is performing and everything. It's boring, according to everybody. They have the biggest audience they have ever had, and the numbers are dropping. They are losing their fucking minds. They say that the biggest audience they have had, and the audience is 500,000 viewers. That's so many. How are they getting this many people? The numbers are rigged. They are rigged. Also, the song that Briggs is performing is called Scotland the Brave, even though Miss Cersei here already ruined it for me. I'm Scottish, what can I say? (laughs) It's called Scotland the Brave, and it's the unofficial national anthem of Scotland. We cut to a random viewer of iCarly. Which I thought was strange. I also thought it was strange. Like, who is this man and why do we give a fuck? But the reason why we give a fuck is because he is watching the show and he says that this web show is suckish. And I was like, okay, you knockoff Shaggy. You're (laughs) suckish. Your hair is suckish. These are small children and you are like a grown man. (laughs) I thought he looked like Lil Dicky. (laughs) If Lil Dicky was like going to be Shaggy for Halloween, 100% that's what what this man looks like. Yes, he looks like Shaggy and Lil Dicky had a child. Little Dicky slash Shaggy love child here. He turns around and he goes, I'd rather watch you. Big reveal. It is Spencer's ex-girlfriend, Miss Connie herself. And she Mm -hmm. is juggling those balls for that other man. And he just yells, go balls, go. It's always balls. Always. Always. Who the who the fuck says who who says this? Go balls go. <laughs> is this Pokemon or some shit? What is going on? <laughs> but what was occurring before we got here? Because he sat at his computer on his desk and then she's sort of standing like just off lurking in the corner watching him. He doesn't even look to her until he decides that iCarly sucks. So it's like she was just sort of standing like six feet away from him in the corner holding balls while he was settling in to watch iCarly all night. Like what was... She's like one of those people, you know how men like pay women to like sit on them and stuff like she's one of those people where men pay her to just show up and stand in a corner and juggle and that's all she does we stand a sex worker yes go get that bag girl get the coin but spencer was begging her to juggle balls okay and she's doing it all willy-nilly for Miss Mr. Shaggy Lil Dicky uh, love child here. Maybe that was his, like, he he told her, hey, I want to beg for it. I don't want you to do it right away. It was, it was one of his stipulations, yeah. Okay, that was, like, part of his kink. He was like, I want to beg for it. Okay, yeah. How is Connie going to go from Spencer to this man? How? Spencer is way more attractive than, than this little man. And Spencer wasn't just sitting there watching iCarly. I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, no. No. Don't say it. No. Do you know what I'm going to say? 
Oh, I'm I, not gonna call this guy hot. That's not. Oh, what I'm say. okay. Woo, I was gonna say, do not slander Spencer <laughs> like that. I'm not ready. No, no, no offense to this actor. No offense to this actor. Let's say the iCarly universe was not a TV show where we knew the character and stuff like that. In real life, Spencer would be a loser. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would be weird as fuck for hanging out with children. It would it would be a red flag. <laughs> His young he would be in jail, honestly. Yes. For all of yes. the things that he has gone through, he had a whole ass fucking party with 50 13-year-olds in his apartment. He would be in jail. Yes. If I were a neighbor at Bushwell Plaza, I'd be like 911. We got something Wait, that he would be he would be in jail cuz he he committed mass vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> artist living yeah. on his parents money if i met a guy with his younger younger sister yeah if anything the younger sister is a highlight like oh he has feelings and is empathetic right. no, no, I no, guess. No. but he is only friends with his younger sister and her friends that oh, is yes. where the red flag is yes and then he has a fake friend sako that i think he made up it's <laughs> just i exist. had to stop seeing him it was weird But, like, if you met a guy who was, like, I'm an artist, none of his art is good, Um, my parents pay my bills, and I watch my younger sister, also, she's my only friend, and I hang out with her and her 12-year-old friends all the time, would you say, I'm about to throw my pussy at you? No. Not Jerry Trainer. I'm under oath right now, I must say. The answer is no. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Jerry Trainer, however, very handsome, very charismatic. I would throw that pussy. I do, does not. I matter. would be Mrs. Briggs with Randy Jackson. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Cut out poster of Jerry Trainer, me, Mrs. Briggs, all up on there. Yes, this has nothing to do with how good looking Jerry Trainer is. This is about Spencer Shea on paper. Yes. He is not. The, the biggest catch in no. the world. Personality-wise, I love him. He is my dream man. But in the context of the show, what he does yeah. in his free time, how he makes money, it's not my bag. Okay, okay. You know what? I I agree. So losers, losers seem to be her taste. But I was going to say, again, this man is, we don't know much backstory, but he does not seem like a winner himself no spencer watches iCarly because like that's his sister but this is a grown man who is just watching iCarly and mm-hmm. is upset that that there is actual music on iCarly let's just say she was paid to be there yeah let's just go with that we're gonna we're gonna say because i don't believe it it's the only thing that makes sense it is the only thing that makes sense she's too hot she's too hot she is too hot she's too talented she can juggle too well to be with these men she could she could join the circus she could she has aspirations. She could join the carnival. She's saving up money to to travel with the circus. <laughs> but anyway, Miss Briggs is still performing and Carly drags the gang into the hallway. She has a plan. The green screen. They go back into the studio. Freddie drags the green screen down behind Mrs. Briggs and points to it. The most obvious point, like he nods his head and lifts his hand as if they wouldn't notice Literally, it's like eight by (laughs) ten giant lime green screen falling down from the ceiling. Like he had to point to it or they wouldn't notice it. And it's like loud too. Like it's like making noise. It's not just like a silent thing. It's like. How 
How does Mrs. Briggs not notice it? Okay, listen. She cannot hear them talking shit two feet away, cannot see them for over two hours outside of her patio, not even hiding. So honestly, this does not shock me that she does not notice something that is directly behind her and making noise. At this point, She truly is my grandpa. (laughs) Edmund, we see you again in the flesh. I've missed you. Edmund, coming back. (laughs) So they start putting different backgrounds on Mrs. Briggs and the lab track is fucking going wild. What are these videos, you ask? Go ahead, Cersei. Tell everybody what the videos are. I already know that I was wrong about something and she clocked me on it in my notes. Tell them what the what the videos are. I had my moment with the public domains. You will have your moment here. So it's some monkeys, some guy demolishing some corn on the cob, and some elephants. Elephants is what Cersei wrote down that was on the video. You want to know what the video was, everybody? Fucking rhinos, not elephants, I am, not even close. I am opening iCarly on Netflix right now to see that. Go ahead, go ahead and double check. <laughs> the green screen is happening. They're clicking. They're clicking. Some monkeys. Monkeys. Check. Check. <laughs> corn on the cob. Check. <laughs> All right, corn on the cob. Dude, he really is demolishing that corn on the cob. He is. Kind of gross. It looks delicious, though. (laughs) ASMR. The blueprint. Oh! just looked at the ass it's like there's one on the right side where you can see the front and then there's one on the left where you can only see the butt and 100 percent, i saw the butt wrote the note and moved on i only fixated on the ass what can i say the funniest part though is that this is literally the joke from episode one <laughs> this is literally the joke because she photoshopped Miss Briggs onto a rhino and then they get into semantics between the difference between an elephant and a rhino. So you, you are the principal and I am Miss Briggs and Carly. Natalie, it is an honor to host this podcast with you. I did think that it was an elephant. However, I now believe that I was incorrect. Dude, I saw that ass and that tail, and I said, Elefante. I looked no further. I said, I can classify animals with nothing but access to their derriere. That might scare some people, but I'm not afraid. Without your little elephant joke, I did genuinely think that this was a slight callback to where they're making fun of her being photoshopped and onto a rhino. And if it's not, oh. if it's not, then you guys are still stupid, but it worked out. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, you know what this is? This is called new criticism, where all you have are the words on the page, the images on the screen. It doesn't matter what the writer's intention was. If it's there, it's there. It's a callback. It's there. Period. It is a callback. Period. Back to Shaggy. AA. He is loving this new green screen background because she is unaware of the changing backgrounds. That is exactly how he says it. And he goes, this is hilarious. I hate it. No. I hate when people say shit like that. 
And Connie is like, come on, I want you to watch me. So sad that he's not watching her juggle. And he's like, no, bitch, listen, I'm busy. I gotta watch iCarly now. This shit is good. I'm tuned in. Spencer was begging, begging for a crumb of coochie, for a crumb of some juggling, (laughs) begging this woman. And this man isn't even paying attention to her. Now you want to juggle for people? It's because it's about the chase. It's about feeling wanted. (laughs) It's about feeling needed. Yeah, I guess. His laugh while watching iCarly is so fake again. Like, all the laughs in this entire episode are so fucking fake. It hurts. But I want to, I want to take a little deep dive. So he has on his shirt, it is a graphic of Africa. I... This man is white. Let's just get Wait, that what do you there. mean a graphic of Africa? Like the continent? Yes. Or like, like a flat, the whole continent. The continent. Like the continent Africa is on his shirt. Also, to go with that, has a flag of Jamaica on his desk. Again, man is white. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on. But then let's look at some pictures in the background. He has some yoga pictures. He's got like a yoga picture with like a little mantra on it, which, okay, go off. He also has some like stuff about chakras in the background. This man is definitely a fucking stoner and he is probably high out of his fucking mind watching iCarly losing it over all of this. It's all making sense to me. One other thing that he has up on his wall is an oracle card. So he is into oracle card readings, which is similar to tarot, if for those of you guys who don't know the difference. And the one specific oracle card he has pinned on his wall is Diana, which is focused intention. You learn so much about this like weird random side character from all of these like pictures that he has up i didn't even notice this but i just went to the screenshot right now and i'm looking at how detailed the background of this is he's clearly like a fucking stoner they're like the yoga meditative like hippie kind of you know watching iCarly thinking it's hilarious i have something fun in the bottom left corner there's like this brown orb with a bunch of little gold circles on it that is a painted ostrich egg which is like a very common art in africa south africa specifically that i know of oh so it ties into his shirt then too yeah so there's got to be some kind of africa connection to either his character or like somebody there's also like more jamaica motifs in the background there's like another jamaica flag moment and there's another painted ostrich egg in the background i feel like this is another racist thing where it's like oh we're gonna make him a stoner how do we show that he's a stoner because he watches iCarly Mm. oh let's associate him with africa and jamaica Maybe broadly the Caribbean. And yoga. Yeah. It's like a lot of effort put into this very insignificant seeming moment. There's not as much detail in Miss Briggs' entire house that we get in this small set of this one character that we see for about three minutes, like twice. So I I thought it was really interesting how much detail they put into that. We're back now on the iCarly set. Miss Briggs is finally done with her performance. They got their audience back finally by doing their little green screen trick. They're like, yeah, good job. Like do another one, encore, encore. This This is is so fucking mean. It's so fucked up. Like, she was so happy that they seemed to be liking it. And now they're just making fun of her. Like, this makes me feel so bad. This is like when people videotape people just to post it on the internet and make fun of them. Mm -hmm. Like, it just hurts my heart. I feel like when you're younger, it's really common 
to have like these friends who have like a lot of like hobbies and stuff like that and like talents but as you get older those ambitions and passions fade and like you don't keep up with these hobbies so to be an adult who has acquired a musical skill it's it's pretty rare and it shows that she's been like keeping at it for her adult life while she's been going to college to become a teacher and teaching five days a week, you know? Like, that's, like... Right. It's a skill. And she actively, like, practices and everything, yes. too. Like, she is, like... She is, like, genuinely, this is something that she is truly passionate about and loves to do. hmm And that's what makes it sting even more. Mm-hmm. Especially because she was so gung-ho about it. And, yeah. like, while she was performing and they started smiling and laughing, she threw them a little wink. Like, not knowing that they were, like, laughing at her. I just felt really bad. I I do, I sympathize with with Miss Briggs. Down with iCarly. Briggs obviously agrees to do more song because she thought that they genuinely, I'm so upset. She thought that they genuinely (laughs) really liked it. I don't even want to continue. This is so upsetting. (laughs) I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting. I can't. This is so bad. Canceled. Anyway, she continues because poor little Miss Briggs doesn't understand that they're making fun of her. And one of the things on the new green screen is just a man eating lettuce. Like, this shit ain't even funny. I hated it. Whatever. He was going in on the lettuce. Like, I would rather put the put the dude eating the corn back on. <laughs> like, the shaggy dude explained that <laughs> it's funny because she's so unaware that it's happening behind her. But it's not funny. Like, you can just put a green screen on anything. We love the over-explaining moment, too. (laughs) He was like, like, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, thank you, Shaggy. Like, it's not (laughs) funny regardless. It's just... Right. It's it's literally just images. But, like, it's mean. That's why it's funny. It's funny because it's mean. But I feel like put yourself in, in, you know, eighth grade... And, like, you are watching your eighth grade teacher perform a whatever, and this is happening. To me, this still wouldn't be funny. Even if this was a teacher I hated and it was just random videos playing in the background, like, that concept isn't funny to me. Right. It would be funnier to me watching one of my teachers on my friend's show. That would be funny, point blank, period. I agree. I just just don't. iCarly is not funny. (laughs) Pass it on. Now we are back at the school after Miss Briggs' debut performance on iCarly. Miss Briggs walks in. Everybody loves Miss B for being on iCarly. They're like going wild. She is loving it. She is so happy. I'm literally about to cry. This This is so so upsetting. This is so sad. I hate this. Like she probably, no, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) She probably went home and was like telling all her besties. She was like, I just just had the best performance of my life. I'm going to get so famous on this show. Blah, blah, blah. And then they come in and they're just fucking mean. Picture her trying to find the performance to show no. her friends and then she realizes what happened. No. I'd never pick up I the bagpipes again. I can't. I'm going to cry. That's it. I'm never watching this show again. I'm literally on the brink of tears. <laughs> Justice for Miss Briggs. Justice for Miss Briggs. But something that's really random is the kid who calls out Miss Briggs is actually the wrestler that was in the episode I Like Jake. He oh. was like one of the two wrestlers that was uh, like at Freddy's Locker. 
Mm-hmm. So that was like a cool little callback. He's only in like, uh, I think three episodes, this being one of them. The actor who plays the wrestler is Doug Brochu, and he played Grady Mitchell in the TV show Sunny with a Chance, which is a bit of a throwback. Mm-hmm. And he also played Grady Mitchell in the spinoff for Sunny with a Chance, which was so random. He also was oogie in the tv show a pair of kings which was a personal favorite of mine oh my gosh and this is a very interesting easter egg i found when i was looking this fucking man up is he was in a music video for demi lovato oh my god (laughs) he was in the music video for la la land i love that song (laughs) yeah la la land machine So, Sir Wrestler himself was in Demi Lovato's La La Land music video. (laughs) I love that. Miss Briggs, of course, notices that Freddie smells so amazing. (laughs) This was, this was a little creepy to me. (laughs) Listen, listen. Not only does she notice that Freddie smells amazing, but she gets so close to him. Like, she is, like, all up in this man's face. She is smelling him. It's so inappropriate. And then she walks away and she's just like, mmm. She was getting horny. She was getting horny to a child. She was getting horny. She was like, she said, mmm, he smells like Randy Jackson. (laughs) Me in 10 years when I smell our moment, the One Direction perfume on a kid. Be like, mm, come here, little boy. Like, oh you smell my like God, One Direction. That odor. Harry Styles. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that Freddie was actually wearing Randy Jackson cologne, the one that he stole from Miss Briggs' closet. That's why she loves it so much and why she's getting a little, a little H word. <laughs> Rhymes with thorny for this little boy here. Freddie ends the entire episode by telling Carly and Sam that it's tight, dog. And he says it right this time. Yeah, I (laughs) thought it was hilarious that the first time he said dog. And the second time he was like dog. He's got the cologne on. He's feeling his swag. Miss Briggs just gave him a little... All up in his ear. Freddie said, turn my swag on. (laughs) He said, hell yeah, the old girls love me. He was like, I got cougars on my tail. (laughs) So we are going into our post-credit video. Oh, no. And it's not really a post-credit video. Like, it's just the girls kind of talking to the iCarly viewers. But what they're doing is the two of them are yelling at the camera, asking if people want to see them doing stuff that they can't see anywhere else. And it's like, all right, OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, iCarly is just like a giant underage OnlyFans. Like, that's what's happening on the show. That's why we never see it. They're like, do you want to see exclusive content that you can't see anywhere else? And I was like, that is literally everybody's OnlyFans bio. Literally. Do you want to see exclusive content of us that you cannot see anywhere else? We're doing wacky stuff. It's like, mm, no, no. Y'all that wacky stuff a little bit, a little bit X-rated, I think. Go back to, to the eighth grade and study for your <laughs> math test. Get off the internet. And all they keep doing the whole time, they're like, 
yeah, go to iCarly, yeah, do it, go to iCarly, yeah, do it, and it's, like, one of those jokes where it's, like, they just keep repeating it, like, the joke is because they keep saying mm-hmm. it so much, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my lord. I have a fun fact, kind of sad fact. This oh. is the last time we will see Mindy Sterling as Mrs. Briggs until season three. That is a very sad fact. We, She's so good. She is so good. Well, she still gets mentioned. We just don't see her. Which, what's which the point? Which is not the same. Right. What, don't her, tease us like her this. Her delivery is something to be marveled. Like when she starts yes. flirting with that Randy Jackson cutout, she, what is the line? She doesn't just say, hey, Randy Jackson. She's like, oh, hello, Randy. Like, she <laughs> she does something fun. She puts her all into everything. She delivers every line. I truly think it's because of what we discovered in the first episode where when Dan Schneider gave the direction, oh, do something different for every single take, she was the only one who took it. Why? Because right. she's an improv star. She's a queen. And she likes... To give some variety to the show. And I love that. Yeah. We we want more. We want more Mindy. Justice for Mindy. More Mindy. More Mindy. More Mindy. More Mindy. More Mindy. Fire the set director dude and bring Mindy on. That's what we want here. <laughs> That's episode eight, y'all. And that brings us to our pod babe of the week, which goes to at Veed underscore noir on Twitter. Usually we do Instagram, but this time it's a Twitter account. We love you on Twitter. Yes. We want to say a huge thank you for pointing out the fact that we did not deep dive into comedian Matt Browner. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who's a hot <laughs> dad. I didn't even know about him. And he has pins on his jacket. He's a dilf. He played Gary in last uh, last week's pod episode of Ice Cream on Halloween. I honestly don't know why I didn't deep dive into him. I just saw a white man and was instantly uninterested. I'm so <laughs> sorry, you guys. That is on me. And I take I take this L. That was 100% my fault. Wow. Look at the growth, guys. She is uh, <laughs> taking responsibility for her own actions instead of trying to blame me. Veed Noir <laughs> is also the one who told us that people from Los Angeles are called Angelinos, which I did not know. I did not know either. So they are giving us so much good information here. Thank you so much, Veed Noir. Your tweets mean the world to us we love knowing that people (laughs) listen to the podcast and also this is my favorite tweet they tweeted at us if my (laughs) boss emails me that my matte polygons look like shit i'm gonna blame at i rewatch iCarly for making me laugh while i work which (laughs) if your boss asks tell him i said fuck you that's from cersei directly (laughs) we hope that those uh those matte polygons, whatever the fuck those are. We hope that those did not look like shit. Are you really I smart? Mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. We're too hot to know what that means, but... Because <laughs> girls can only have one personality. <laughs> hot and stupid. And we're hot. So what's a polygon? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be the pod babe of the week, you can go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Or write our Facebook page, which is I Rewatch iCarly. And make sure you interact with all of our socials. We love seeing you guys interact with everything. It's so much fun hearing your guys' feedback. Also, I know I say it every week, but if you guys see something in an episode that we haven't covered yet that you want us to cover, let us know. Tweet us, DM us, write us on Facebook, whatever it is. Email us on our website. 
and we will definitely look into whatever you guys want us to look into. We will talk to you guys next week for a spicy episode. I want to date <laughs> Freddie. Ah! I love that episode. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't forget to head to iRewatchbyCarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchbyCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E. Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.